Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome in to another episode of Captain Dice. This is Chad Litton with your host, Rich Powell. You know what? The NHL might be pausing their season, but guess what? We don't do that on Catfish on Ice. We are going to keep forging ahead. And here we are. Absolutely. We are for episode 90. Welcome in, everyone. How are you doing tonight, Rich? <laughs> um, yeah, good. Just looking at that uh, glorious sport jacket you have on. Yes. 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 The gingerbread I, that, man says, bite yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not very much in the holiday spirit, I guess, with this. Uh, this no, that's uh, awesome. Very, that's it was funny. On the, I, I cannot tell you where I bought this from. I really don't know. It was in the back of my closet. Uh, it was $15. The uh, tag was still <laughs> hanging on it. And I was like, what a perfect, uh, what a perfect attire to wear. For the holiday-themed episode of Catfish and Ice, it's perfect. It's perfect. We're days away from Christmas. The holidays. Len- the whole there is Lindsay. Hello, friends, and nice jacket. Welcome in, Lindsay. We are so yes. glad you're with us. This is our holiday-themed episode of Catfish and Ice, episode ninety. We're all a little sad right now as hockey fans because it looks like the season is going to be paused for at least past Christmas. We do have one NHL game going on tonight, believe it or not, and that is the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. But other than that, oh wow, the NHL season is effectively on pause. Yep. I think they just announced that um, <clears throat> the Players Association and the NHL agreed to pause until the day after Christmas and then resume um, testing on the 26th. Yes. Yeah, I saw we that got- from Elliot Freeman. Yeah, we got Mike Twitter in here. Justin Gambino's in here. It's a party. What's up, everybody? We appreciate you being with us. Again, this is our holiday-themed episode of Catfish and Ice. This is our last episode for Christmas. Of course, we hope everyone has an awesome week leading up to Christmas. A lot of people are already off work for the week, so uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, Enjoy the new year. I cannot believe it's already about to be 2022. Let's let you know what we got in store for you here for this holiday-themed edition of Catfish and Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe presented yep. by DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, we are going to start the episode off in our opening face-off with our Preds Christmas wish list. Oh, and yeah. this is realistic wishes here. So, of course, we all want a Stanley Cup. We're going to go ahead and throw that one to the side. That's obvious. That's obvious. We are That's going to obvious. list more real, realistic things that we have on our wish list for the Preds for the rest of the season. Of course, yep. we want you to get in on the uh, stream and let us know what your wishes are. We'll share them live on the episode. Make sure you do that. 
So we're going to do a wish list for the Preds for the rest of the season. We are going to also do our uh, our, our uh, looking back on our preseason predictions. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. We are going to look back at previous episodes in the preseason and kind of revisit some of our predictions that me and Rich made. And yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead. You know what? It's important to highlight when you were wrong. I think humility is really important here. Yep. And we are going to be humble in tonight's episode. We're going to look back and revisit what myself and Rich said going into the season about the Preds and see, you know what? Maybe we were wrong on these predictions. Uh, Rich, I do believe that you went back and listened to some of the episodes, right? And what we said. Yeah, I did. Um, pretty funny. Some of them are pretty hilarious. So, yeah, I, yes. I enjoyed. I enjoyed looking back at it. It's funny. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be totally honest here and kind of say, okay, we were wrong on this one, but also I think we were also right on a few things, at least yeah. a few things, right? Yeah. So that should be fun. And then also we got our best ever actors and actresses that ever performed in Christmas movies. Cause yep. everyone likes to rank the Christmas movies every year. That is always a really hot topic and hot debate. We're going to actually list some really memorable and best Christmas actors and actresses in these movies. Yes. Uh, we're Can not ranking them. We're not, we're not ranking them really, but we're going to list them off. And then yep. we hope to have Kyle Perkins join us at the end of the episode for Perks Picks. He is going to try to join the episode later on. Uh, so stay yep. tuned for that as well. So we have a fun episode lined up for you. Let's get into oh, it right fun. now. Let's get into it yes. right now with our opening face-off tonight for our holiday-themed edition, and that is our wish list for the rest yes, of this Fred season. And like That's I said, right. of course we all wish for a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Let's let's be a little bit more Every realistic year. here. Let's be a Every little bit more realistic here. Yes. Of yeah, course, you got that awesome Christmas tree. Uh, you need to show everyone the Christmas tree here. We didn't. You didn't show it off last time. I can't move my camera. All right, but it's all it's all Preds ornaments. Ah, uh, there's a nice. there's a Preds there's a Preds hat, and then the uh, the blue and yellow streamer nice. on there. So that's awesome. that stays in here. It is. It was quite an awesome surprise. I came home. One of my daughters was outside going. You can't come in yet. And I was like, okay. So I hung out a second and come inside and they had the tree set up. So it's nice. very cool. All right. So I'll get it started here with my first wish list item for the rest of the Preds season. This is what I hope for for Christmas for the Preds for the rest of the season. Number one on my list. I am wishing that UC Soros finally gets the respect he deserves and gets a Vezina Trophy nomination. He doesn't even have to win it. Just get a nomination. Be in the top three. Get yes. welcomed in. Get welcomed to the NHL award show. Be one of the three finalists. He got snubbed last season. He should have been in the top three last season. What was he like? Ass fifth? Assuming that he keeps playing the way he's playing right now and that he puts this team on his back like we know he can. Give this man a, Nor or a Norris. Give this man a Vesna Trophy nomination. That's what I'm hoping Absolutely. for. Yes. 
Justin Gambino said, Tomasino, at least 15 goals is my wish list, and Saros Ovesna. Absolutely, sir. Um, and I totally agree. I think Saros was like fifth in the voting last year. Do you remember? I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. He, he uh, Pretty much everyone said that he was grossly uh, yes. undervoted. Yes. So what I hate about the whole conversation about Saros is every time – it's always brought up that he's only five foot eleven. The dude's a good goaltender. Let it be. I mean, no matter how tall he is, he's obviously good at what he does. Let, let, put the put the the height uh, thing to rest, please. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, most of your analytics and mo- most of your analytical uh, people who follow the game recognize yeah. how good UC Soros is, and that's awesome. Like that's no yeah. question. But I yeah, so that's my no. That's on my wish list there, is that UC Soros gets a Vesna Trophy nomination. He doesn't even have to win it. Just put him in there as a nominee, and that's going to bode well for the Preds team in general if he does that, because if he's playing that well on that level, that means the Preds are probably going to make the playoffs again. They kind of go hand-in-hand there. So I agree. That's my number one wish list item, is that UC Soros gets a Vesna Trophy nomination. He finishes in the top three. Do we want to go ahead and speculate who we think those other two goaltenders could be? Judging right now, I mean, it, it seems kind of wide open. It does. It does. You you would think um, that it would be like Andre Vasilevsky, but he's shown some chinks in the armor. Um, he has. He hasn't been. Um, he hasn't been. Yeah, he, he's definitely not running away with it like he has in the past. No. Yeah. The the past two seasons, obviously. He's the number one, even though he didn't win it. But um, I'm not sure who, who who's at the top of the list right now. I mean, I think you got to put Connor Hellebuck always in there for there sure. He's always going to be an instant uh, person you put in there. Uh, it, I'm telling you, it's very much up for grabs. There's not yeah. one goaltender in the league right now that's just running away with it, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, but he's definitely up there for sure. Uh, I would definitely put someone – uh, there, I, I feel like there's going to be a, an outlier that's never been in there before that might jump in there this year and really surprise some people. Of course, you got uh, the goaltender for the Rangers. I can never pronounce his name right. So guess what, Rich? You get to pronounce his name. Igor Shesterkin. <laughs> yes, Shesterkin. I don't know why I can never pronounce that name right. Igor Shesterkin. Igor Look out Shesterkin. for him. I feel like he could definitely make a charge into there. With that, I'm looking up these uh, goalie stats right now, actually, who's kind of leading the league. You've got, uh, I mean, I just feel like he's one of them for the Rangers. He is a big reason why the Rangers are where they are in the standings right now. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think that's a good, that's a good pick. I've watched him play uh, a couple times. He, he is definitely good at what he does as well. So, oh, um, Justin said, um, Campbell. From uh, Toronto, Jack Campbell. Yes, um, he is he sneaking played, up on people. Yeah, he had a really good stretch um, a couple weeks back where he was like unstoppable. Um, very, very. I, I watched them play a couple times too, and yeah, he he definitely um, should be in the running. I would say so. But it does feel like a season where it's very much up for grabs. Of course, Robin Leonard. You got to put him in there. Robin Leonard is definitely a goaltender who is. Uh, got that pedigree to him that could end up putting him in that conversation. 
but yeah, I mean, like a lot of your classic goaltenders that you would think would be up there, they're not really sticking out any more than some of these younger goaltenders are right now. So it's very much up for grabs. So my point is, why not UC Soros this year? Why Thank not? You. This this absolutely should be his year, assuming he keeps playing the way he's playing, where yep. he should be in the Vesna Trophy nomination. And he should not get – if he gets slighted for a second year in a row, there's going to be some serious, serious eruptions here in Nashville. Uh, and and rightfully so. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's just – I mean, the Preds – it always feels like the Predators kind of get slighted on national media anyway. But now uh, where they're at – and I think – I'm pretty sure they've got the longest winning streak right now in the NHL – it's they can't be ignored anymore the way they're playing yeah. and just night in and night out. And Soros is definitely uh, one of the reasons why they are where they are right now. Absolutely. All right. Not so that's my reason. first one there. Vesna trophy nomination for UC Soros is number one on my uh, Preds rest of season Christmas wish list. Give me, give me yours, Rich. Give me one of yours. So this is pretty <clears throat> obvious. And with everything that's going on right now, I would just hope that once we start the season back up, that there's no more interruptions, no more COVID interruptions for, Ooh, for any any that team. That is league. a really good one. Yeah, it's. Um, I've been reading a little bit uh, and just seeing some stuff on Twitter. Um, it seems like the the people that are out on the COVID protocol, a lot of them are asymptomatic and not really sick, and the few that are sick, it's really mild, like a cold or whatever. So I'm hoping that like down the road, maybe they can change some of the protocol stuff and just, yeah, just, just go try to go back to as normal as possible. And I know it's a scary time for a lot of people, but just let's just well, get the season wrapped up. Well, they're going to have to, because uh, what's going to happen is there's only so many days in the calendar and yeah, Absolutely. you can use that February calendar, but uh, what arenas are you going to play in? A lot of these arenas are already booked. Uh, yep. The NHL has really found themselves backed into a corner here, and it's going to yep. be a very fluid situation. Of course, we're going to every day we're going to learn something new about how they're going to have to handle this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now: I feel like behind the scenes, they're not telling us this, but behind the scenes, I feel like the NHL is freaking out a little bit right now. Oh, I bet they are. I don't, I'm sure I don't think are. they. I don't think they necessarily know what the right decision is right now to make when it comes mm-hmm. to moving forward, because, uh, okay, so it, it seems like the writing's on the wall that uh, the NHL players are not going to be in the Olympics. Uh, and so yeah. you're going to use those extra days in the in February that you had blocked out. But I still don't see how that's going to solve the problem if uh, you keep running these same protocols. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's going to eventually – if they can't use those two weeks, but like the point you brought about arenas being booked already, um, we're going to get back to how we were last year where they're playing like three games in four nights, a whole lot. And that's just, we all kind of remember how that was. And you're going to have to, and you're going to have to expand the rosters. I mean, I think that they're also scrambling to figure out, are we going to have to use the taxi squads again, which I feel like is the only fair way to move forward. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair for one team who doesn't have a lot of COVID protocol players to play a team who does have a lot of players in COVID protocol. And then that gives that team an unfair advantage that's not on the ice. It ruins the sanctity of the game. So I, that's the worst thing I feel like could happen. 
I agree. And, and, and so, one of the things, one of the things that they said about the Predators playing the Avalanche, obviously, you know, Milwaukee is closer. So the Predators can call their players when they're playing at home or whatever. But apparently Colorado's uh, AHL team is in California and there was just no way to get any of their players like called up in time to get to Nashville to play a game that night. So yeah, it's just weird. Like they need to figure that out. And I think the taxi squad thing's probably the best way to go. Yeah. And so I think the NHL scrambling to figure that out right now. I think the, the, the pause is not even so much about not being able to play games, but I think the the league is also taking a pause because they got to push reset themselves and come up with a game plan here, a game plan that I don't feel like they had figured out uh, on the fly here. So they, now they got to figure it out because yeah, I I agree. I mean, if you pause the season until two days after Christmas, do we really think that the pandemic's going to be magically solved by then? Obviously not. So what are you really doing other than kicking the can down the road right now? Yeah. I mean, so we're at, we're at the 20th right now. So we're looking at six days is when they're, they're going to start back up on the 26th going back to practice facilities. I mean, yeah. Is it really going to change that much? I hope, I hope it does, but you know, we just don't know. Yeah. And, And eventually like, God forbid we get to a point where we have to, prematurely pause this season like like uh what was it 2019-20 season yeah. where you do like another playing tournament like you don't want none of that you no. want this game to be you want this season to be 82 games you want it to all go go forward as normal well the NHL better figure it out but that is a really good wish list item rich that is uh I, like I didn't it. even think about that yeah we're all wishing for that that there's yeah, no more disruptions past this point yeah i hope that comes true for you but i don't know about that yeah we'll see all right here's my here's my next one here we are listing off our preds rest of season christmas wish list does not include a stanley cup because that's obvious we all want a stanley cup yep all right my next one here is all right so the stadium series game in february february 26th you know what I? You know what my wish list item is, Rich. That I think I, get, I think I do have a good guess. We, I am. My wish list item is that we get hockey weather in Tennessee on February 26th. I want it to be cold. I want a little snow maybe to be in the air. I want it to be feel like a hockey game. And then, of course, I want the Preds to get a win in Nissan Stadium, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I want to see it in hockey weather. Yeah. I, I don't want it to be a mid-50s, 60-degree game because guess what? In late February, that can happen in Tennessee. You can have uh, a very mild day, yeah. and I would love for it to be really cold, be like in the 20s or 30s, feel like hockey, see a little bit of light snow in the air, coat in the ground. That would be awesome. That's, that's on my wish list. Yeah, so I remember watching a few years back a couple of um, games that were that were outdoors. I can't, I can't. There's one that they do in Canada, and I can't remember who was playing, but I think the same two teams play every year. Um, 
but it was just like a blizzard almost. I mean, it was just, it was very awesome to watch just at those guys. And it was at night too. That made it even better. But yeah, there's something about just watching that, watching outdoor sports when it's snowing and that would just make it perfect in Nashville if that could happen. Well, it would also be perfect because a lot of your uh, diehard traditional hockey fans don't even like the fact that there's hockey in the South. And they're like, how are we going to have an outdoor game in, in Tennessee? Like, it's going to be too warm. I would Easily. love for it to, I would love for the weather to just perfectly come together. And it would be one of those random, really cold days uh, yep. in February where uh, we get a little light snow, maybe. And it's a little cloudy out there and it just feels like hockey weather. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that it's already, it's almost two months away, a little over two months away. And we're oh, going to no. see an outdoor game at Nissan stadium in Nashville. The first ever outdoor game. It's sneaking up on us, Rich, and I cannot wait for it. And uh, we're playing, same. we're, we're playing that team that you hate the most. <laughs> I do dislike them a lot. That's, that's for sure. Hate's a strong word, though, right. Rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to hate anybody, but yeah, I, I really don't like them that much at all. <laughs> I respect all right. them. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Totally respect yeah. them. All, they're all awesome athletes and whatnot. Just I don't know. But all right, we'll, so we, we'll also we, we'll also see a bunch of people wearing those awesome looking uh, Smashville uh, jerseys. Oh yeah, too. that everyone loves. Yeah, everyone loves those Smashville jerseys. <laughs> yes. All right, I, I like um, them. I'm just gonna say it. I think they're cool looking. I've seen some. People actually wearing them and not like, you know, just like on Twitter or whatever. I think they're cool looking, but, you know, that's just me. I think they're going to grow on people. I'm not right there with you, Rich. I don't think they're as bad as people say they are, but I also don't think they're – the Heritage Classic is our stadium series. Yeah, so when I watched it, I think it was Calgary and – gosh, I don't remember what it was, but it was really fun to watch. It was awesome. I like so I, I don't think we can hope for Calgary weather because that mm, you want to talk about a whole different type of cold. But all I'm saying is let's get one of those random cold days in Tennessee in February that we get all yep. the time in February. Let's get one of those days where it's really cold. The the breath is coming out of everyone's uh, you know, you can Absolutely. really see everyone's breath and everyone's having to huddle up a little bit. I want it to feel like hockey weather for this yep. stadium series game. I don't want to see a 60 degree, 65, 70 degree day, even though I know they have the technology to make the ice cold enough. It's just yep. not going to feel the same. It won't feel the same. I want it to be real hockey weather. Absolutely. I think if we had Calgary weather in Nashville, it would shut the city down. So we probably don't want that. Yeah. probably don't want to go that extreme. Probably be bad. Yeah, probably yeah. not. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to another one for you, Rich. So this is, yeah, so this is a good one. I wish, my Christmas wish is Matt Duchesne can continue playing as he has so far this season. Once he gets back healthy, I want him to continue playing the way he has. Um, Well, the Preds are going to need it. They will need it, yeah. He's he's sitting at 25 points. He's got 13 goals, 12 assists, four power play goals, which is awesome. He's averaging almost 20 minutes of ice time. Um, we've, we've wanted it for so long. We're, we're finally getting a taste of what he can do. And I just wanted to, to just keep going, just keep going. Well, you got to think he's going to be ready to go whenever this pause is over with. Uh, he was probably close to playing 
mm-hmm. this past game against Chicago, which was a big, huge win. Let's not look over that. Uh, the Preds are seven-game winning streak going into this pause. The, really, the biggest thing is, can they keep this momentum going after it? That's what worries you. But uh-huh. you do got to think, yeah, Matt Duchesne will be fully ready to go when the Preds come back into action after Christmas break. And yep. so that's a good one. That's a good wish. Yeah. Yeah. Preds are going to need Hopefully. it. Hopefully it'll We've be always, all good. That's kind of always been the big knock on Matt Duchesne is he's streaky. He can disappear for chunks of chunks of time, mm-hmm. and yep. we we haven't seen that happen yet this season. Not yet. And we haven't seen it happen yet. So that's a really good wish there, and yep. that's going to keep the Preds forging ahead towards a playoff spot if he continues on that trend. So of course we are really hoping that when Matt Duchesne gets back, we pick up where we left off on that line of mm-hmm. Mikael Grandland, Matt Duchesne and Phil Forsberg, which was turning into a unstoppable potent line. One of the best lines in the league. Agreed. 100%. Yep. That's not what we going back, listening to predictions. That's not the line we said would be Uh, the top line. All right. (laughs) We're going to get there, but yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. We're about, we're going to revisit some of our preseason predictions here (laughs) coming up later in this episode. So stay tuned for that. We are going to yep. show some humility in our uh, in our talk here. We're yep. going to look back on some of the predictions we had in the preseason in previous episodes. We're going to we're going to go ahead and highlight it. We're going to put it out there for the world to listen to. We yep. were wrong in some certain preseason predictions. All right, before we get to that, I got to get my last Christmas Preds wish list item. Yep, and that and is, and I think some people are going to disagree with me on this one actually, but it's on my wish list. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I cannot bear to see this not happen. Resign <laughs> Philip Forsberg before the season ends. That is a yes. Please fulfill our Christmas wish list and make and that happen. To add to this, to add to this, this is this is part of my wish list item here. Not just resign Philip Forsberg, but I need Philip Forsberg to come to the table and negotiate in good faith with David Poyle to work out a quote-unquote hometown discount. That doesn't mean underpaying. No. But maybe he works out a good discount for the team because he loves this city. He loves this team. He wants to retire a Nashville Predator. That is on my wish list item. That somehow Forsberg thinks, you know what? I'll make a little less money than I can make anywhere else. Because I believe in this organization, I believe in this city, I believe in this team that I've grown up with and built my career with. Yep. So maybe I will take a slight hometown discount and re-sign with the Predators for a fair deal for both sides. And we can go ahead and put this issue to rest. Because honestly, I'm tired of thinking about it. Look at this. Lindsay, right now. <laughs> Lindsay, how dare you? Forsberg to Calgary with a winky face. Oh, man. Hey, I'm just going to say sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I would rather see Forsberg in a Flames jersey over a Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I'll tell you that. I will give you that. 
I will definitely give I don't you that. know why I, I don't know why every time I think of Forsberg in another jersey, the first jersey that comes to mind is a Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I don't know why, but I just feel like that's the one team. That, I feel like that's the one team that would swoop in at the trade deadline and add him in, and he would he would thrive there. I mean, he would thrive yeah. and make them. You think they're a Stanley Cup contender now? They add Philip Forsberg to All their right. team. Yeah. So I don't know why I always think of that team. Lindsay says, I want Hurdle more. I'm just bugging you. We know. We definitely But Lindsay's not wrong, though. Like, Forsberg to Calgary would really put that team over the top. So she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But that's my wish list item. Re-sign Philip Forsberg before the season ends. Yep. Because I think – I'm on record of saying this, Rich. If he makes it to the offseason, he's going somewhere else. You've already lost him. I think so. I think so too. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to tell. We just don't know obviously the, what goes on behind the scenes and, you know, who knows what he's thinking. Um, he's taking his time, which, you know, obviously he can do that, but yeah, it just makes fans nervous. Uh, it would be really tough to see him go somewhere else. And then, like you said, I too would hate to see him wearing a Vegas golden Knights Jersey. I just don't think those gold helmets would look very good on him. So I mean, it's, it's going to be weird seeing him in any other jersey. It will just absolutely. like just like just like Ryan Ellis. Like it's going to be weird no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> any so of those Rich, guys. Rich, out of my three wish list items, which one do you think is most, uh, like which one do you think is most likely to happen out of those three? So you had the stadium series weather, Philip Forsberg, and the first one was – what was the first one? UC Soros getting a Vesna Trophy there you go. nomination. Which he doesn't, even, he doesn't even have to win it. Just get a nomination. Hmm. Well, I know what the weather is like in Nashville, um, so that one is a big, huge, fat crapshoot. Um. I think the I think the Soros Vesna nomination is probably the most likely as of right now. You said which one again? The the Soros Vesna nomination. I yeah. think that one was probably um, I feel like I feel like so too. Yeah. Lindsay it just keeps poking us with this. Look at this. We will take good care of him. Well, oh, you better. Man. Yeah. She just she just announced that she was like on board being a Preds fan and now she's wanting to take Philip Forsberg away and put it put him on our well, her other favorite team. We also have to be honest about this, Rich. If Forsberg wants to go elsewhere, we have Absolutely. to let him fly. Absolutely. This is Lindsay's wish list. Janot scoring 20 goals. I'll take that. That would be that, awesome. That actually might be more likely than Soros, honestly. Yeah, it could. Definitely. You got to think what is uh Janot's already at 8 goals for the season. And we haven't even reached the halfway point of the season. No. And you got to think Janot's going to keep getting better and better, maybe possibly as the season goes on. Yep. So that's a, that's a good one. And that's very likely. It seems like that one could happen. Yeah. So I've got, I've got my last one and this is a pretty good one too. And this, this one is definitely could happen. Um, Roman Yossi wins the Norris trophy this season. That's a good one. I want it. Give, that him, would be, give that man that would, some respect. <laughs> well, he that would be really cool to win for him to win two Norris trophies 
in three seasons. Yep. Yep. He's definitely he's definitely making himself known right now. He is. Yeah. Um he's leading the team in points right now. Ten goals, nineteen assists. So and he's shown up in those big moments, as we've said. Of course, we did our first ever clutch performers of the week. Mm-hmm. And he took our top spot in the first ever edition of that. And I feel like he's yep. going to keep doing that for the rest of the season. He is. Yep. Uh, he just knows how to shine in the big moments. And all your really diehard NHL fans across the league know damn well who Roman Yossi is. Yep. And so Absolutely. that's a really good Yep. I that was probably the most likely wish list item out of all of them. I think so too. That's a it's a pretty not safe bet, but yeah, you know, could happen. Even more so sure. than the UC Soros nomination. I feel like Roman Yossi has a better chance to maybe win the Norris trophy. Yep. Absolutely. That's a good one. I'll take it. All right. That wraps up our Christmas wish list for the Preds for the rest of this season. Got some good ones there. As you listen to the episode, get with us on social media, at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Let us know what would be on your Preds Christmas wish list for the rest of the season, and we will share it either live on this episode or after the episode's over, we'll also share it as well. All right, it's time to get real, Rich. It's time to show some humility. It's the holiday season. It's all about being honest. It's all about uh, showing some humility here, and we're going to do that. And it was very comical for me. I went back and listened to a lot of our season preview episodes back uh, back in, like, what, like episode 65? Yeah, that whole range, yep. Yeah, like we were previewing the season, of course. We made some predictions. And we are going to look back on those right now and be totally fair and objective. And we're going to say, okay, you know what? Let's look at look at ourselves in the mirror here. We were wrong. Yep. How are we feeling about those predictions now? Absolutely. Right? All yep. right, I'm going to get this ball rolling right here. I'm just going right. to go ahead and say it right now. I was completely wrong by how I judged the Preds' defensive core going into the season. <laughs> I remember that. I was, when I went back and listened today at our season preview series of our defensemen, mm-hmm. you know which player I was completely wrong about? Was it Myers? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of the stuff that came out of my mouth regarding Philippe Myers. Well, I think I agreed with you, though, too. So You did, so you're guilty by association. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, let, <clears throat> let me find the quote here. Because, like I said, I'm being totally honest here, because that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I basically thought that Myers <clears> – I said I would be shocked if Philippe Myers isn't a second-line <laughs> defenseman with Matias Ekholm. And I actually even went as far to say that I thought he could bring some offensive flair to the team. Nope. Uh, <laughs> womp, womp. Yeah, womp, I'll go ahead and take the L on that one. I'll take the L on that one. But, Rich, you very candidly came in with a uh, reply and said, I agree with that, good sir. Yep. <laughs> so you're guilty yep. by association. I know. So, yeah. so I was wrong. I was totally wrong. I'm sitting here right now 
on episode 90 of Catfish on Ice right before Christmas. I was completely wrong about my expectations on Philippe yep. Myers coming into the season. Yep. Here's he's a, been. Justin Gambino says, remember when I said now nah on Myers? Yes. Well, yes. Justin, I should have listened to you, man. Yeah. I should have listened he, to you. Then he followed up with the, what is that? The tongue out. Uh, tongue out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, hey, I can't argue with it. I, I thought that he was going to be a stabilizer maybe. Uh, I do remember, Rich, also in that same segment that we thought that Dante Fabro would be better fit on the third pairing. <laughs> I remember that, and, too. And so that kind of throws a wrench in our home plans of a Benning, Borowiecki yep. third pairing, which has actually been a very stabilizing pairing yep. for the team. So, Rich, we're just going to take our lumps right now, man. We were totally – wrong on how we predicted this defensive pairings to go. I'm pretty sure I said something to the effect of spread the experience around and put Fabro on the third line. Well, I still don't think that's entirely. It's not, but come on. But we also were completely wrong, or I was completely wrong about Matias Ekholm. I was quoted as saying in that same episode that Matias Ekholm is second in command behind Roman Yossi when it comes to leadership and being a defensive leader of this team. And although I do think he is still a very good locker room presence and mentor as a veteran, he has obviously not had a very good season. No. To his standards. So I didn't see that in the preseason, in that episode, I did not see that coming. I did not expect Ekholm to struggle so badly. And so I'll go ahead and take my L on that one as well. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And I was right there with you. So, so when I did mine, so mine are kind of like, they start with like episode 60 and kind of go after that. And some of these aren't really like we said something bad. It was just funny things. And when you go back and look at them and I even yeah. have a couple, I even have a few things in here from, oh. from Kyle when Kyle was there. Right. So this is pretty good. So the first one was back, obviously, this was before the expansion draft. And we were all, yeah. Can't wait for this. Yeah. So we were all in on protecting Callie Yarncroft. Like, we were like 100% sure that is who who we would protect. You know, nobody else. That was the guy. And obviously that did not happen. And when you look back on that now, um, protecting Tanner Janot was definitely the better option. Well, wait, so none of us thought of protecting Tanner Janot? Nope. No one brought nope. it up? Nope. Not well, at all. We were both like, yeah, Cal Yarncrox does – and, and he does, obviously. He's he's best all-around player they got. And that's that's who we both – that's who we both picked. I Is feel like there's a lot of people in our boat, though, that were wrong on that as well. They were. That's what I mean. It's not necessarily that we were. I remember I remember leading up to the expansion draft. I remember clearly being nervous about losing Colton Sissons. That was that, that was that, that was another one of yours. Yeah. That was my yep. main player that I was like, yep. I didn't see the number game numbers game working out to protect him. And yep. he was exposed. He wasn't protected. You're right. And yep. I was totally freaking out that the Seattle Kraken was going to take Colton Sissons. 
Yeah. And I think if they had a do-over, that's who they would have taken. I'm just saying. I think probably too. Unfortunately, so Yarn Croc has not played well in Seattle. So so even though even though I was wrong in the fact that I did not say to protect Tanner Janot, which clearly was the right move by David Poyle, but yep. I feel like I'm vindicated a little bit because I guarantee you the Seattle Kraken, if they could do it over again, they would take Colton Sissons. I think so too. And that was I the agree. player I was worried about losing. That was <laughs> yeah, the player that I was like, the Preds cannot lose Colton Sissons. I was much better off losing Callie Yarncroke over Colton Sissons. Yeah. Yep. And so in that That's regard, funny. it worked out good for me because the Preds still have Colton Sissons and he is playing a vital role in this team's depth to the point where the last game against the Blackhawks, he had to get called up to the top line. Yep. There you go. Because there were no centers. And, there were no centers. Played, All of your Preds centers were gone. And he played awesome. Centers. And he, and he played, played great. He yeah, stepped he up to the occasion. He sure so did. My boy, my boy Colton Sissons is vindicating Mafia. me a little bit. Yeah. A couple other things that, that were happened around that time. Um, Kyle, he was on here. Might have been – I don't remember when it was, if he was on here yet, but he might have made this um, little statement. He was – not happy about re-signing Mikael Granlin when it no! happens. We're going to have – all uh, right, so Kyle's coming on in about – We'll ask him about it. Kyle's going to be on in about 15 minutes. Yeah, so we we'll are going to totally it. drill him on that one. Yeah, so that was one. And then another thing, this was, this was funny. We were um, borderline livid about the UC Soros arbitration. Borderline like, livid. We were <laughs> I not do happy remember that. that. I'm we pretty like, sure that was I'm pretty sure that made up like a full episode it was just us we, being upset about our arbitration. We were like, this is a bad look for the predators and David Poyle. <laughs> Pay him what he deserves. I mean, we it was yeah, we weren't like well, yelling or, or mad, but we was like yeah. really not happy about that. So that's funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. All right. I got a good one here. We were talking in a preseason preview episode about what do we think the starting lineup's going to look like? <laughs> and we were kind of talking about the Fords. And I said the starting lineup looks pretty set, that nothing really is going to change. This is kind of what we got. What we see is what we got. And yep. you know who completely made me wrong about that? Um... It's not Philip Tomasino. Because we talked about Philip Tomasino. We kind of brought him up as being like a a player who maybe he starts. No. You know who we were remember. all wrong remember. about? Mm-mm. And none of us saw it coming. Tommy Novak. Yep. There you go. That's true. You're absolutely I don't think correct. There, I don't think we had one single mention of Tommy Novak in our preview season yep. series. No. No, why so, would uh, I wish we were, we, were high, we were all up on Cody Glass. We were like, I well, I was actually going to bring that up. I yeah. said that Cody Glass could be an X factor for the team this season and that he could be a third wow. line player. There you go. Yeah, Justin gave me a Novak came out of nowhere. Boy, he sure did. He sure did. So if, if I could swap out Cody Glass and insert Tommy Novak into my preseason prediction, I would look like a genius. 
Yeah. Because I, I, I did say that I thought Cody Glass could be an X factor for the team this season. And then I thought that a lot of his criticism from the Vegas fans was unfair and that he brought a good offensive skill set and that I thought he could actually be a third line player. Yep. Obviously, I've been totally wrong about that because there Cody Glass has not even really played that much this season for the Preds. And the only reason he did get into the Preds lineup recently was due to all the COVID protocols. Yep. So I was totally wrong about Cody Glass so far. And I did not see Tommy Novak coming at all. We didn't even mention him. So let's go ahead and take our L on that one. Yeah. Well, I got another um, <clears throat> drop, Kyle, in the grease regarding Cody Glass. Ooh. Hey, Kyle's not going to be I, happy sorry. when he comes on. He's Kyle's going to be on. Kyle's coming on in less than 15 minutes, and he is not going to be happy with you. They're just funny when you listen to him. They so this funny. is what Kyle said. Cody Glass would lead the team in points. Whoa. No, he did not say that. He said it. He oh absolutely said it. Kyle, you got some explaining to do, my yep. friend. Yep. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It was pretty All good. Right. So We're I got We're having fun yeah, it, with this. Can I say awesome. one thing real quick, Rich? To absolutely. kind of like make us feel a little bit better. Because we weren't completely wrong on everything. I did say, I was quoted in episode 65. I did say that this starting lineup is starting to build an identity. I see it coming from last season. They're going to benefit from John Hines having a full offseason to prep this team. And I said, for better or worse, this team is going to benefit from having a structured head coach in place and that they're starting to find an, an identity, which is going to be that gritty playing style, that, yep. that playing style where you really take off the other team and they have completely done that. So I do feel good about that prediction. I did yep. I did kind of get that one right. And I think when we were talking about <clears> – <throat> when you were talking about that, we followed it up with – I said, um, please just give Hines a chance. He hasn't had a full season. This is his first full season. Let's see what he can do. He turned the team around halfway through last season. That was the whole conversation. And, so. and you got it right. Hey, let's give <clears throat> yeah, you some credit I mean, for true. that. Yeah, give him a little credit. Yep. All right, so that's we'll take a little credit. All right, do you yeah. have another really bad prediction? <clears throat> so this is like <clears throat> actual point predictions and stuff. I got three of them that are real quick. Ooh. So we talked about <clears throat> where the power play would wind up. None of us – I think you might have been higher than, everybody, than, than me, but I said that the power play would hover around 15th or 16th, and they're like at 7th. So – but that's, that's not that really – yeah, but that's hard to that's that's hard to to predict. So the other one we talked about was how many games Philip Tomasino would play in the NHL this year. Um, I can't remember uh, what your number I was. I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that. I was I was kind of like on the fence about it. I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens. And I was kind of like trying to pin a number on it. I said around fifty. He's already up to twenty six, so he's definitely gonna. Yeah, because he's gonna uh, over, and, over. unless he unless he has an unforeseen injury that we don't see coming, yeah, uh, he's gonna play the full season. Yep. And then this one's kind of weird. Go ahead, real quick. Sorry, go ahead. What I was gonna say is to be fair about that one. First of all, when we made that prediction, if I remember correctly, we had no idea no. it was like really much on the fence is to if he was even gonna start originally. Mm -hmm. We were still unsure about that. We thought he might possibly. 
had to start Milwaukee. And that was the whole point of that question was, is he going to be caught up later in the season? And I, and I think the overall thought was he was, he was originally going to start in the AHL and then the Preds were probably going to struggle and have a hard time. And then they were going to call him up out of desperation. And then he was going to play the rest of the season. Well, obviously we've been wrong about that because not only has Philip Tomasino started from day one, basically, but the Preds yep. have played very, very well. So we'll go ahead and take our loss on that one. But yeah, he's, he's probably well. gonna he's easily gonna pass fifty games as long as he doesn't uh, have any type of injury that we don't see coming. Yep. And then another quick one was we were predicting how many goals Philip Forsberg might have this season. Oh, so that's I a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I said thirty five, which seemed a little lofty. That's um, you're he, looking good there. Well, he's got 13, but that's that, not a bad happen. prediction at all, Rich. Yeah, I can't remember what you said. I think you said around that too, something to that. To that, we were all around that. I, th- I think we were all flirting with that 40, 40 yeah. plus goal range, but we were yeah. all pretty just, high on. We were all pretty high on Philip Forsberg. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, just when you listen to the conversations, it's always like mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. <laughs> It, it's uh, it's funny going back and listening to those it episodes. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And we welcome our listeners to go back and listen to those episodes as well. And you can totally poke fun at us. Let us know. Tweet yeah. at me, at Chad Minton, at Chad underscore Minton. Please tweet at me. If I said something stupid in the preseason, please bring it to my attention. Me too. I, lo- I mean, because we're not perfect here. We we, no. we think we know what's going to happen going into a season. We're all, we're all, we're all wrong. We all make the wrong predictions. And I actually yeah. think it's really fun to go back and listen to. It is because we we say it in all of, in all of them too. We're going to write these down and look at them later. So we're looking at them later. So here you go. Yeah. Humility, folks. The world yeah. needs more of it. <laughs> oh, I've got a good one for humility. Uh, it'll be it'll be my last one. It's right. not really a prediction or anything, but you'll get a kick out of it. It's good. It's good. So, so yeah. I got one. I got one that you said, Rich. Oh, okay. Awesome. See if you remember this quote. We're going to go back to Matias Ekholm, all right? <laughs> Tell me if you remember this quote. If this was a different team, Ekholm <laughs> would be playing with Yossi. He's next oh. in line. He's oh. next in line. <laughs> I absolutely remember that. And I listened to and it then, today. And, I, I and was then like, I what? Think I re- and then that's where I responded to you and said, well, I think Philippe Myers should be on the second pair. <laughs> so uh I think That's most good. of our I think most of our uh our uh, losses in this segment are centered around Matias Seckholm and Fleet Myers. I sensing so. a trend here. That's good. I'm glad you brought that one up because I did I did quote. listen to that one today. It's a really good oh quote. yeah, it's that's ridiculous. I even I even went as far to say that Eckholm should be mentioned as associate captain and he's a huge leader of the defense. Mm. Can I yeah, say where I, I was – I will say that we – me and you were both very high on Alexander Carrier going into Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And so yeah. I feel like we we weren't completely wrong. Yeah. But the defense is kind of a mess here with our predictions. Yeah. I think we said something about um, Carrier plays a lot like Roman Yossi, and that's a good thing. So And I think we've been proven right on that one so far. There so you go. Not a complete miss by us. That makes you feel a little better. Yeah, I'm sure oh, all of go. our listeners really can't wait to hear all the things we have to say about the rest of this season. Oh, I know, right? Justin Gambino, yeet home. There you go. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm there yet. I still like like at home, but um, yeah, he's struggling, man. He's turned it around. Yeah. He's turned it around a little bit here recently. He has, but he's, yeah. He's... All right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. You have any other bad predictions that we made? I've got a quick one, and then I'll give you the one that just ridiculous. Right. So we were predicting um, over under on how many points the Preds are going to have this season. I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah. So what was you... the over under set at? Eighty-five and a half. Wow, I said it so, so low. You said it so low. You said it would go over. You said they did would I, go over. Did I say yep. the exact point total? You didn't. You may have, but I didn't write it down. I said, and this is how little faith I have that they would go under eighty-five and a half. So I feel a little bit better about myself. At least I said they would go over, <clears> but that is such a low bar. I said. Well, I mean, yeah, it goes to show you how it goes to show you how low the bar I had set for the Preds going into the season, because I do remember coming up with that segment and I do remember thinking, where should I set this bar at for the Preds for over under? And I remember deciding 85.5 is a really good number to land on because the expectations are not that high for them. And what do you know? That now suddenly looks like a really low bar that I set. <laughs> Total low bar. They're sitting at 39 points and they're one point out of first place in the central. So, and I think they're like seventh in the NHL. They're already almost halfway to that over under yeah. mark. And we're, yeah. we're 11 games shy of the midway point. So yeah. The only way that the only way that Mark's going to look good for me is if the Preds decide to go on like a six game losing streak, which obviously I hope doesn't happen. I'd rather be wrong, but right. Same. I will say, all it takes is one six game losing streak, and suddenly it looks a lot more accurate. So I'm just saying, yeah, we're not out of the woods yet on that one. Yeah, not. I think I think they're. Yeah, I, I think they're going to. I did go over. go over. You did Maybe go over. Through. I did go over. I I can't. I want to say that I thought the Preds would finish around ninety points. If I remember I, correctly, and I'm being totally maybe. genuine and honest here, if I remember correctly, I remember thinking that their absolute ceiling for me in my preseason prediction was that the Preds would maybe, maybe hit ninety points. And I, I thought that, and I thought that was their absolute ceiling. Most you could hope for. 90 points is usually not enough to make the playoffs. I did that, not yep, predict I remember that. And I did not predict them to make the playoffs this year. I will yep. go ahead and attach that to myself. I did not think the Preds would make the playoffs this year. And I thought yep. at, at best they'd finish around 90 points. Yep. And I think I said they will be very lucky to get the wild card spot. And that could still happen. Yeah. But- um, that yeah, that are. remains to be seen. We're not going to say we're wrong on that one yet because there's a yep. lot of hockey left to be played. But Quite as of now, as of now, we do look wrong on both of our parts yep. on where we predict, predicted them to finish. As of now. Yep. So here's right. here. This is this is. Uh, you're you're gonna love this. Have we not so taken is, enough punishment here, Rich? I, I well, this is about me. This is all on me right here. All right. Yeah. So yeah. this was. The public doesn't need to know any more times when I was wrong. Okay, like yeah. let's let let's let's take the spotlight off of me for a second. All right. Yeah. I only I only and I only dropped Kyle in the grease twice. So, um, 
So this is good. So this was the episode when we were doing point predictions for the central. I don't oh, know if you remember okay. that. I vaguely remember nope. that. So we were talking about um, how awesome the Colorado Avalanche were, and they were going to be ruling the central and all this stuff. And this is what I said, and this is a direct quote. Are you ready? Oh, if gosh. it can't, <laughs> I'm gonna start laughing. If it, <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> if it can't be Nashville in the central, then I'm always gonna pull for Colorado. <laughs> That's what you said. That is exactly what I said. Well, and have now, you changed on that? Yes, I have. After the the fight, the last game, the Ekholm fight. Yes, yeah. not the last game, the, the one before in Colorado. Oh, Man, okay. I just, that just burned me up. But I was like, yes, I was like, it's always going to be Colorado. I do, for me. I do remember anymore. you saying that kind of like, so who's your not new second anymore. best? So who's your new second team who replaces Colorado now if it can't be Nashville I, for you? I have no idea. Not it's in the Minnesota. Central. I have no clue. It's Minnesota. I guess. Sure. I'll take them. I don't watch them very often, but yeah, that's fine. All right. That's a good one. Uh, so they get in a fight remember- with. So we all predicted Colorado to win the division, which is kind of chalk. That's what the whole freaking league was predicting. <clears throat> we did. We could yeah. still be very much right about that one. We could. We'll see. I think I remember having Winnipeg as my second best team. And as of now, I look wrong on that one. So I'll go ahead and say that right now. Yeah, Winnipeg's – they're uh, Those are fun, though. Fun. All right. So it's always fun going back and looking at your predictions and what you got wrong. Uh, so that's fun. We've got Kyle Perkins about to join us here in just a few minutes for another edition of Perks Picks, a holiday themed edition, just like our episode is holiday themed. Before he joins us, we're going to go ahead and let you know what we got also in store for you for the rest of this episode. This is episode 90 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe. Kyle Perkins is about to join us and we are presented by DraftKings, of course, our sponsor that we absolutely love. And hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL team, the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, if anyone forgot. That's a good trivia question. What year did the NHL get rid of ties? It was 2005. So guess what? That means that someone has to light the lamp. So this is a great deal for you. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stick with that offer. That, that offer will be around. I know we don't have NHL games this week, but stay tuned to the DraftKings Sportsbook app because they will have more offers coming once the NHL gets back underway and you will still be able to use our promo code THPN once these NHL games get back underway. 
Yeah. I wonder what DraftKings net worth is, like how much money they have. Uh, it's more money, be, uh, more money than I can fathom with my I mean, head. If they're giving away, that? they basically give away a hundred dollars to, to everybody when yeah. you when you do one of these things. It's it's insane. It's so cool though. I mean, that's like awesome. That's definitely a good way to get people to go to your app when you just give them a hundred dollars because you know For a goal is going to go in. Somebody's going to score yeah. a goal. Someone has to score a goal. Yeah, it's going to happen. For sure. So. so that's why we need all of our listeners who aren't on DraftKings yet to go ahead and do that. Bank in yep. on that promo code. You won't be yep. you won't be mad that you did. And, of course, you can always do daily fantasy as well, which is a lot of fun. While we're waiting on uh, Kyle to join us here for Perks Picks, holiday-themed edition, uh, anyone who's playing fantasy hockey right now, I'm sure you understand our struggle. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, how do you even start? A, I lost last week, and – and I mean, it got to the point where every day I looked at my roster and I was like, um, there's nothing for me to do today. There's not. Um, all my games are postponed. I have, I had one person Dallas is playing and I've got Sagan. So I got 10 and a half points so far. Well, off okay. Dallas so Sagan. it's actually, I just looked at my team and I'm actually, uh, I've got four players playing tonight involved in oh. that Dallas Minnesota game. I've, I've got uh, probably I've got Felino. Felino's got me seven points. Kevin Fiala, former National Predator, has a goal tonight. There so you he's go. got me nine points. Uh, Haskinen's got me four and a half. And Goligoski, defenseman for the Minnesota Wild, has me an assist, a hit, and three blocks for 12 and a half points. So I, I'm getting a lot of points from this Minnesota-Dallas game. But uh, it's going to be a struggle. And I'm actually playing Kyle this week in fantasy hockey. Oh, so we'll welcome him in here in a second. But, uh, yeah, so I'm playing fun, stuff, Phil- fun stuff on the Catfish and Ice podcast, Fantasy Hockey League. I'm playing Phil and Phil. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who that was too. I don't remember. But so they've got a few people going tonight, one of them being Leon Dreisaitl. And they're playing – the Oilers are playing the Ducks. So – that could turn out to be a bloodbath. Um, yeah. So there you go. I actually won last week and I am five for five, five and five right now. So feeling pretty good. I was at one point, <laughs> I was at one point lost like two or three weeks in a row. And now I'm playing 500 ball, boys and girls. 500 ball. Sometimes that's all you can do. That's right. You guys, uh, Lindsay you've says, had some really bad. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. I know. Yeah. Some bad luck. Definitely some bad luck. Yeah. All right. So we are going to get into our next, we're going to get into our next segment here as we wait for Kyle Perkins to join us for Perks Picks. We are going to get into our final segment of the night. And that is our best Christmas movie actors and actresses. Uh, Rich, I know you're kind of a movie buff, aren't you? Oh yeah. I love movies. Yep. I, I enjoy movies and definitely a few Christmas movies. So, so b- before we start listing our best actors and actresses in, in Christmas movies, Rich, let's go ahead and talk about some of our favorite Christmas movies personally, before we start talking about the actors and actresses who may have played in some roles in these movies. I'm going to start it off. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Santa Claus. 
with Tim Allen. That's that's funny that you said that because this is what Lindsay said. Tim Allen, that's all. The Santa Claus. So me and Lindsay yep. are on the same page there. Yes, I feel like that is go. a very – I actually think it's an underrated Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of them. Is there? There's there's a bunch of them in there. I think there's like three of them. I don't think I ever saw yeah. the third one. But the, I'm, I'm talking sure about the, I'm talking about the OG, the original yeah. Santa Claus, where Tim Allen is not such yeah. a great dad, very disconnected, doesn't know how to. Yeah. He, he gets his kid uh, dumped on him for the uh, for the night on Christmas Eve, and that he yeah. takes him to a Denny's. He takes him to a Denny's on Christmas Eve. There's nobody there, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and he ends up uh, he ends up having to be Santa Claus. I mean, that's every yeah. kid's dream, right? That their dad's Santa yeah. Claus. I mean, come on now. Is that the one where he asked? There's a, like a, a a girl elf, and he asks her how old she is, and she's like, "I'm 600 or something crazy like that." Yeah. I think that's it's such I think a great that's movie. That one. Yeah, I, it's one of those movies. It's one of those movies. If it's on and I have time to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Because yeah. it's 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 a bit of nostalgia for me because I'm pretty sure when that movie came out, I was around the same age as the child actor of that movie, the the boy, his kid, the little boy. Mm-hmm. And so it was very relatable for me as a kid. Like, oh my gosh, if my dad was Santa Claus, I would act the exact same way. Yeah, that's funny. Lindsay said the second one's good with Chet the baby reindeer. Okay, so I obviously haven't seen the second one because I don't remember that. I don't remember Chet the reindeer, but. So I'm going to go ahead and make an early submission to our best Christmas actors and actresses. I'm going to throw Tim Allen in there. Tim Maybe. Allen was also in a movie called, was he in another movie, Christmas movie that wasn't so good? Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, I think he was in that. Yeah, I've never uh, seen yeah. that. We're not going to yeah, count never... that one. We're not going to count that one as one of his good ones, but uh, I've never either seen way, yeah, we're talking about a two- yeah, 2004 movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Christmas with wow. the Cranks. I remember it's that. A, it's got a 5% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Deservedly so. On a scale of 0 to 100, Christmas with the Cranks has yep. a 5% rating. Yep. But uh, Mr. Well, Tim Allen, we're not going to hold that against you because Santa Claus, which you did... 10 years earlier in 1994 has a 72% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. So we will give Tim Allen the benefit of the doubt on Christmas with the cranks because he did do the Santa Claus. So I'm going to put him in our early submission of best Christmas movie actors and actresses, Tim Allen. That's a good one. Yeah. So my, some of my favorite ones are, um, Obviously, Christmas vacation. Just, just give me one. Just, let's let's go one at a time. So we can... okay. Oh, we so we're gonna do the actors, or you want to do movies? Which one? Uh, either do? way, either way. Okay. They well, kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So, Christmas vacation is one of my favorites. Chevy of Chase, just definitely so funny in that movie. Um, but it's so relatable. It's it so relatable. relatable. Yeah, my favorite line <laughs> in it though is when um, his aunt comes to the door with the, with the an uncle of the older couple <clears throat> and she she thinks that they just moved into their house or whatever and she says she comes up to the door and she says now don't knock me down Clark that is it cracks me up every time cuz <laughs> yeah. like just out of yeah. nowhere she's like don't knock me down Clark so funny obviously cousin Eddie's great 
the yeah. serious Clark talking about Santa coming and save Favorite, the neck for me, that whole nine and, yards. And, and the Christmas lights, him hanging oh, the Christmas yeah. lights is, is just yep. hilarious. Like the whole debacle with, yep. <laughs> with Absolutely. Just, it's just, it's so relatable to every, uh, you know, family that, uh, you know, we all have our quirks in our families. None of us are oh, perfect. Yeah. And just the whole holiday season could be hectic and be crazy. And, yep. uh, yeah, Chevy Chase, it's going to be hard to beat Chevy Chase when it comes to Christmas films That's and the one. actor we know of. So we got Tim yep. Allen and Chevy Chase in there, of course. Those are pretty, uh, pretty locked in. So I got one mm. here, and I feel like, all right, the movie itself is pretty cheesy. The acting is pretty cheesy. Uh, I think last year during our Christmas episode, I might have brought this up. I'm going to bring it up again. Because right. we were a brand new podcast around this uh, time last right. year, weren't we? I'm pretty sure. Yep. All right. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw. Uh, I'm prepared for the backlash on this one. I'm going to go ahead and throw Arnold Schwarzenegger in here. <laughs> oh. Jingle Man. All the Way is gets way too much crap. It's actually a really good Christmas movie. I enjoy it very much. It was the last Christmas movie I watched. I watched, I think it's on Netflix right now. It's on Netflix or Hulu. I watched it. I enjoyed it very much. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's... I think what makes Jingle All the Way so funny is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is this big gruesome mm -hmm. actor that's in like all these <clears throat> violent movies and then he plays this comedic he tries to be funny in this comedic role in jingle all the yep. way it's family movie and yep. he's almost funny without meaning to be funny you know <clears throat> and he's got that's, sinbad that's you've got sinbad, sinbad in the movie and they're all chasing <clears throat> this turbo man doll and it's just it's funny i'm sorry it's a very funny movie Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. you're in my list of Christmas yep. movie actors. Yeah, when he started <clears throat> moving away and trying to branch out from doing other movies, he was doing stuff like that and that movie with Danny DeVito, Twins. And um, he was also to, in uh, Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, yeah. It's not a Tuma. Yeah, that whole nine yards, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite, My favorite quote from Jingle All the Way is, get the Turbo Man doll! It's yep. the Turbo Man doll! Yep. I, I haven't yes. seen that. I'm pretty sure I've watched it once. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it, but it's been a long, long time ago. I think if you rewatched it right now, you would actually have a new appreciation for it. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. For a Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's not All it's right. not too bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna All give right. you a, a stinker movie that everybody in this house except me loves. So there's a movie, Kurt Russell play santa claus it's called the christmas chronicles it is I so came across horrible. that i came across it he looking at christmas movies he is not good in that movie at all like so he's not just, in our list he's not in he's our not list. no i was just giving you a stinker movie don't all right well, there's but a lot of bad christmas movies out there, there are but that one that one is is horrible like everybody in the family is like my my wife and daughter's like oh it's so good it's it's a great movie it's, it's not Trust me, it's, okay. it's not good. Fair enough. So I'll give you so a good one that we watch all the time. We've already watched it a couple times. Is a Christmas story, and the guy that plays Ralphie is Peter Billingsley. Um, man, that movie is just great. I love everything about that movie. Um, 
we own it. I watch it every year it comes on when they play it for 24 hours, at least five or six times. So um, that's a great one. That's a good one. It, it's right. really nostalgic. I like it a lot. It's one of my favorites. All right. So I want to, I'm going to throw some love. Someone brought up home alone earlier. Of course you got Macaulay Culkin, but how yep. about his, the actress who plays his mom, Catherine O'Hara. Yep. She she's is in, awesome. And she's in, in Shit's Creek. Movies. She yep. is the perfect mom for Kevin in Home Alone. Yep. She yep. she plays that role so great. And she was recently, did you see the uh the commercial for uh one of the I don't know if it's one of the credit cards or Yep. And she uh and Kevin Hart is in it. Yep. And she's walking through the uh the mall or something looking for Kevin and Kevin Hart comes popping up and he's like you're still looking for Kevin? It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Such a good commercial. Yeah. I usually hate commercials, but that's really good. Yeah. And she's, so in, Kath- she's in Shit's Creek. She's very funny. So she's Catherine really O'Hara, good. she gets in on my uh, Christmas uh, actors and actresses. Catherine O'Hara playing Kevin's mom in Home Alone movies, or at least the first two. I guess what people talk about Home Alone 3. I didn't even know there was a Home Alone 3. Well, there's a new one that just came out. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I, I think they're up to like four or five of them. I don't remember, but there's one that like recently came out and I don't remember what it's called. After you watch the first one, I'm, I don't even know if I've seen the second one of that. Um, the first one's good though. I do like it. You, whoa, uh, wait, you have not seen home alone too. I don't think so. I don't remember. Is that what was the scenario? And I'll tell you if I've seen home it or not. Two is when he gets lost in New York city, man. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I have. Oh my! It can be argued that Home Alone Two is better than Home Alone One. Where have you oh, been, really? Rich? All right, I'm gonna have to watch it. He I'll gets lost. It. In, he get he the whole family uh, goes to Florida, and he gets tied up in the airport, and ends up in New York City. Okay, I remember. I don't that. know if you could count. I don't know if you could count that as a Christmas <laughs> movie, but well, it is. It happens during Christmas. But yeah, he ends up yeah. in New York City. Spoiler alert for anyone yeah. other than Rich who has not seen <laughs> Home Alone 2 yet. Look, Mike Twitter's like, come on. He said, I've probably seen it. I don't know if I have. I really don't. I really don't know if I've seen it or not. Um, hmm. Look who it is. Yeah. I'm you probably got late. a bone to pick with me, don't you? You got a bone to pick with me? I heard the second one. I didn't hear the first one. Oh, you want me, you want me to... But uh, I'll defend the second one. Did yeah. I say it was the he would leave the Preds in points or the Admirals? I'll, I'll say I was meeting the Admirals. Oh, uh, okay. I'll let you go. I'll let you slide in. I thought that's it. Hey, Kyle, I'm jumping. Oh, well, time out. Time out. Kyle, I'm jumping here. Rich said right. that. I was like, I do not remember Kyle saying the most okay. I might have. Oh, been oh no. I said it. I said it. Okay. I'll own it. I said it. But hey. Hey, hey, Kyle. Kyle, we have a bigger issue here. Rich has never seen two classic Christmas movies. He's never seen Jingle All the Way, and he's never what? seen Home Alone 2. And he's never seen I've Home seen, Alone 2. Would they lose him in New York? The second yeah, I've time? Not, I haven't seen Oh, no. I, I have seen Jingle All the Way, though. I do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I still cannot. I'm still mind blown that you've never seen Home Alone 2. I, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think I have. 
I don't know. Fair enough. All right, so Kyle, so, we're listing like our best actors and actresses in Christmas movies. We said the obvious ones: Tim Allen in Santa Claus, Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation. I uh, what what other ones do we have here? We have I said Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry. I think Jingle yeah. All the Way is a very underrated Christmas movie. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I always like that movie. I said uh, the guy who plays Ralphie in the Christmas Story. He did a great job in that movie. Oh yeah, you, yeah. it's not Christmas unless you watch that at least. Absolutely, and you can always watch it like five or six times in a row on TNT. So, oh yeah, and, and I've got another really underrated one that I feel like is like kind of it's a good Christmas movie, but I feel like no one ever talks about it. How about Michael Keaton and Jack Frost? Anyone ever <laughs> seen all about that movie existing? It's a super sad movie. It's a really sad movie. Because the kid loses his dad, and then his dad comes back as a snowman, and it'll make you cry. It'll get the freaking water fountains flowing, but it is a, a really good movie. Yeah. See, Wasn't I, I, I love, think. absolutely love uh, Jim Carrey's uh, Grinch. I the thought Grinch he was one. awesome in that. Have you seen the new cartoon? The yeah, cartoon I, one? Yeah, I'm not a fan. You don't like it, really? I, I, I don't like it at all. I, I love the original. Yeah. Oh, and Char- well, I, that's that's one of my one of my my picks here. That for, Charlie uh, Brown Christmas. Yeah. I'm gonna. So throw I'll, in, I'll go ahead, Chad. I gotta. I, I was gonna throw in another wild card here. How about uh, this? Is a more recent movie. I'm gonna throw Reese Witherspoon into the mix here in Four Christmases with with uh, Vince Vaughn. I See, like I haven't a, seen that. Oh, it's a really funny that. movie. It's a really funny movie. They basically have to go visit all of their in-laws or their families on both sides. Yep. So it ends up being four Christmases. And Reese Witherspoon is very good in that movie. So I'll give her some credit. You gotta go see Four Christmases. It's a, it's a more recent movie. I think it's like five or six years old. Pretty funny. Yeah. They all go visit all their different families and have to do four Christmases, hence the title. And Reese Witherspoon is hilarious in that movie. Yeah. So, Got to throw I'm her in out. Last time we were in Nashville, my wife and the people we were with had to go to her store that's down in Nashville. And I sat outside. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> you can forget that. It's All right. Happening. So we got we got Kyle Perkins joining us for our holiday themed edition of Catfish and Ice episode ninety, and he's got a holiday themed edition of Perks Picks. Can't yeah, wait for I it. Do. Yep. All right, Absolutely. Kyle. How about so, you get us started with your first pick? In keeping with the uh, the holiday Christmas movie theme, all of my picks this week are Christmas movies. Awesome. Uh, one of them. The first one might be slightly controversial, and if you disagree with me, you're wrong. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Die Hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so hear me out. <laughs> Die Hard. I'm not going to defend it as a Christmas movie, but I'm going to say the call-ups. All the guys that came up from Milwaukee, the coaching staff, the players, those, those guys came up and – they beat two of the best. I don't care who you are. You play Chicago at Chicago, yep. especially down that many people. That's a rough out. And you yep. played the Colorado Avalanche. I, they were down several people too. 
they still have Nathan McKinnon. They still have a mm-hmm. uh, oh, what is his name? Yes, Rantanen. Kadri uh, uh, was there. Yeah. He was playing. Mm-hmm. It's they. Yep. They were tired by the end of the game, but the game was already kind of decided about halfway through the second. So All right. I, I I give a lot of credit to the what, call-ups. Uh, can I ask you something, Kyle? And I'll ask you this too, Rich. What win do you think was more impressive? The win over the app? Because the, both games, they were depleted roster. What game do you think – what win do you think was more impressive? For me, I think the Blackhawks game was more impressive because – you're on a you're on the back end of a back to back. You're playing, uh, even though the Blackhawks are still a not a good team, even at full strength. I still find that to be a way more impressive win. I even said going into the game that I was not confident that they were going to be able to to get that win. Uh, you're pretty much going up against a full strength team, whereas the Avalanche game, I felt like the Preds had the advantage when it came to both rosters being depleted. Because we still had UC Soros, whereas they were using an AHL backup goaltender. So I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. What was the more impressive win of the two? I think Can absolutely the Chicago win. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, you're playing against Marc Andre Fleury. Uh, uh, that's just, that takes a yeah. lot to pull off, especially against a team that's fully healthy when mm-hmm. you're half your rosters on COVID protocol. Yeah. Uh, it's a and, tough road to hoe. And you played a game the night before and probably didn't – I don't know if they left for Chicago that night or went first thing in the morning, but, you know, they're just probably tired from that game. And like you said, facing a fully rostered Chicago Blackhawks team, regardless of how where they are in the standings, it's always a tough game. So, mm-hmm. Yep. So I agree. The next uh, next one on the list is another movie y'all have talked about, and that's Jingle All the Way. Yes. And I'm going to call that uh, Roman Yossi. <laughs> oh, okay. Because right. Yossi has done everything in his power to keep this team together, to keep this team playing, to keep them going when basically the wheels are falling off. And he's just like Arnold was in that movie and doing everything he can to get the toy for his kids. So, Roman Yotes, yeah, he's running after Turbo Man. I, 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 see where, I see the distinction there. I totally agree. But at the same time, <clears throat> Arnold in that movie, I can't remember his name in the movie, but his character's name, but he totally waits till the last second to go get that damn doll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work, so. But I still like it, though. No, I still like no, it, though. because the, the The whole overall theme of Jingle All the Way is that he goes above and beyond to do everything he can, and then eventually Arnold Schwarzenegger comes <clears> up <throat> as the hero and ends up as Turbo Man in mm-hmm. the parade, and maybe that will be like Roman Yossi winning a second Norris Trophy this season. It can all come full circle. I'd be okay with that. I would yeah. be all right with that. All right. Roman Yossi is Turbo Man. So, next one is Frosty the Snowman. So, Frosty comes around. Frosty comes around only when it's snowing, so he's kind of streaky. But Mm. when he's there, it's awesome. And I'm going to go with Philip Forsberg. Kind of streaky, but when he's on, it's awesome. 
So last two games, two goals, two assists, four points. Can't really ask much more than that. Uh, just he's played really good when the team needed him to play well. So, yeah, good on you, Phil. You know what yep. scares me, Kyle? Eventually uh, the I'm, snowman. Uh, eventually the snowman melts when the winter's over with. Yep. And guess when the winter ends is right around when that trade deadline sneaks up. <laughs> yeah, that's. That so hat might get worn down the is road. Is Forsberg going to be the snowman that melts in Nashville? Mm. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Get that so, magic hat. Well, on to our next one, and that's going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm. So there we're going to go. go with somebody who was kind of kept out of playing the reindeer games and everything as they were coming up, but they ended up being the star of the show. And that's going to be Tanner Janot. There you go. And you rhymed. Uh, yeah, I, know. I didn't mean to. Tanner Janot. Maybe we should tell uh, Willie and Mace to use that one. That sounds there like something they would pop off with sometime. Yeah. But in the last two games, uh, Janot's had 46 minutes and 51 seconds of ice time. He wow. is there's two players that are above the defenseman in ice time in the last two games. The, the other one is the next pick. Um, in those two games, two goals, one assist, the overtime goal against Chicago is one of the nicest goals I've oh seen in gosh. forever. It was gorgeous. Um, yes. And the majority of that goal was Roman Yossi, uh, the patience on that pass to wait the defenseman out, to wait till he went down on one knee and just that perfect pass. And Marc-Andre Fleury had no chance of stopping that at all. No. Uh, no, the nice. other goals uh, Tanner scored against Colorado. Uh, I've been screaming all year, please put him on the power play and put him in the middle and let him be in front of the net. They do it, and what happens? He scores a goal. There you go. I mean, just as soon as the first time they try him right there, uh, Forsberg comes around the side, sees him standing there, and he finishes. That's the kid's a good hockey player, and he really is. absolutely that's that the uh guy. that's that setup from Yossi to oh Tanner Janot in overtime was just like such a thing of beauty. Uh, Roman Yossi literally uh, baited because they're all. They're all converging on him naturally. Mm-hmm. And Tanner Janot used that really smart hockey IQ to do just what you're saying, Rich or uh, Kyle, is crash the net and trust his captain to find him. And he found him for a slam dunk equivalent of yep. a goal. That's that's yep. the hockey equivalent to a slam dunk, is yep. the way Roman Yossi set up Tanner Janot. Right on the and, tape. And that's something we're used to seeing other teams do to us especially mm-hmm. at, and to see that actually get pulled off by Nashville players is such it's refreshing it I don't, I don't know about you two guys but the the last two games you know I tend to be a little bit of a pessimist sometimes mm. but it might they could actually do something they they're not an easy out they're I'm not gonna say they're going past the first round but they're going to make it really, really hard for whoever they play in that first round. 
they're going to be yeah. tired and beat up and everything else. I feel yeah, like it's so. all about a it's all about matchup. At this point, I feel like this team, it's all about who do they draw in the first round. And if they draw the right team, I could see them making it to the second round. But if they yep. draw the wrong team, they might get exposed. We really don't know, obviously, this early. But uh yeah, they're 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 definitely yeah. showing us. Uh Kyle, we were looking at preseason predictions, of course, and we set the over under originally at 85.5 points. And uh <laughs> I feel like that bar was really low now that I look back on it. I did say over, so I feel good about it. I but said under a little bit, so I, I feel bad all, about that. I think we're all in agreement that they should easily crush that total, judging by how they're playing right now. So, yep. Yeah, so, it's – Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking to see what the point predictions are right now. I, uh, yeah. The last one I saw was Nashville with 96. Um, that's gone up, actually, yeah, and actually winning the division. Wow, oh <laughs> wow. wow, I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. Wow, that's that's pretty I awesome. I can't go that far. I, I, most of your most of your analytical predictions, uh, point projections going into the preseason, what had Nashville as a upper 80s team, like mm-hmm. definitely not a playoff team. Uh, they many people thought they would be a sixth or seventh place team kind of flip-flopped them with Chicago. Obviously, they've completely outperformed even the top experts. They've outperformed all their expectations so yeah. far. Oh, talking yeah, about those yeah. last talking about those last two games like what you said Kyle about, you know, they they're really starting to get things together and look like they could do something. So in the past we've seen them do things like little flashes here and there of like really brilliant plays, but now it seems like we're seeing a lot more of that type of thing. And it's, it's very exciting. Like it doesn't get any more exciting than that, than that uh, Tanner Janot goal. Definitely. But we're seeing that a lot more and you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really fun to watch. Okay. I, f- I found the sheet and it's from uh, Micah Blake McCurdy at, and his uh, Twitter is at ineffective math. And he is extremely <laughs> good at, point predictions, all kinds of very high-level analytics. He has Nashville with 99.5 points to finish out the season. And he actually started with Nashville being top in the division, and everybody kind of talked crap at him because he had him up there, and now he's just kind of gloating about it uh, with the last little run they've been on. Um so I'll take that. He's got Nashville at 99 and a half, Minnesota at 98.3, and Colorado at 98. Ah, man. I don't see it. I mean, I, 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 I want to see it. <laughs> I want to say I mean, trust the math, but shoo. Yeah. I just feel I like Col- Colorado is already a powder keg, and I think they're really about to just explode in, in a good way. And, and just shoot up the standings. They're already starting to do it Do it now. And even though the Preds did beat them, I'm not going to count that game. I'm not going to take that game as a, a barometer because of both teams not having their full complement of players. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, put us up in a seven-game series against Colorado with all the rosters pretty much intact. Darcy Kemper is, is a, a great, outstanding goaltender in his own right. We didn't have to go up against Darcy Kemper in that game. Uh, yeah. I just 
And, of course, Cal McCarr was not in that game either. I can't go that That's far. Huge. I'm sorry. I can't go that far as to put the Preds ahead of the Colorado Avalanche to win the division. I'm uh, call me a call me a naysayer all you want. I'm not going to. It's going to take a lot for me to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I might have to see it to actually believe it. I'm I'm more along the lines of they they'll finish third is what I think mm-hmm. at at right now. If I had to pick, they'll finish third. And I would take that run with it. I oh, would absolutely. be screaming from the mountaintops. If the Preds mm-hmm. finish top three in the division and they actually avoid the, they don't even finish the wild card. They just get a top three spot. Oh my gosh, I'll be. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I'll be elated. I'll be elated with that. Mm-hmm. I like All that. right, uh, the next pick, and uh, y'all talked about this movie too, and that's the Santa Claus, because, and I'll go a little bit different way of thinking about than you all. Um, I I picked this person because they they were doing something and then they were pretty well forced into another role and they took it and they ran with it and they were awesome at it. And that's Colton Sissons. Mm-hmm. Colton Sissons is every, does everything the team needs him to do. He's running that fourth line. That fourth line has been the heart and soul of this team for the last year and a half. Uh, you got, Duchesne out, you've got Grandland out, you've got Johansson out. Colton, we need you to be the top line center. We're going to let Tanner go with you, but you need to yep. be the top line center and run this show. You need to take every important face off. Uh, dang right, alter- alternate captain. He deserves that A, and I hope they leave sure it. Sure did. Um, youngest captain in the history of the Admirals, if I believe right. CJ might know more the, yeah. about yeah, that than I, I do. But I'm pretty sure he's the youngest captain in the history of the Admirals. Uh, just excellent, excellent play from him. He's got one goal, three assists in the last two games, 48 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time. So he's averaged 24 minutes. Yossi, Ekholm, none of yeah, these guys. A, that, well, <laughs> that's, that's Yossi territory. There's Yossi's really yeah. the only player that ever hits that kind of ice time. Yeah, he is just the ultimate Iron Man, and he's been around as a regular for this team since the since the Cup run. And mm-hmm. he's always he's always played his role. He's always shown up. He doesn't always show up in the box score. So if you're not if you're not really in tune with this Preds team, and all you do is just check the scores every night, you don't really yeah. watch them closely every night. Then it's really easy to look over Colt Sissons. But if you appreciate the game and you see the little things, this is why I was so worried over the offseason about losing Colton Sissons in the expansion draft was because of what he just showed us. And he's always done it. So it was so awesome to see him take that top-line role in such weird circumstances and just knock it out of the park. I mean, yeah. I mean, just outstanding job by him. He's, he's the ultimate team player. Yeah, yep. when when Callie Yarncroft was on the team, I always said that he was like the Swiss Army knife that we could do anything that they asked. Well, Colton Sissons has definitely stepped into that role and does whatever needs to be done, and that's it's really good to see. I really like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard not to like him. He's very humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time they, every time he's interviewed, and he's had an amazing game. He had a three point game the other night, and he. As soon as they start talking to him, he starts talking about Jano and everybody yep. else that scored and uh, Tommy Novak and 
everybody else. It's like, hey, man, take a bow every once in a while. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. my my number one pick, and this is uh, now my my oldest daughter's new favorite movie. She's six, and she just saw it for the first time. And that's Home Alone. <laughs> so Home Alone, you've got the, the kid, the little small, small kid uh, guarding the house. Yep. And who else could that be but UC Soros? There you go. Oh, good one. Way to tie it all awesome. together. I love Man, it. you are a genius. Brilliant. Sir. That is it's amazing. Brilliant. Guarding it's the brilliant house. Small kid guarding the house. Yep. Love Kyle. it. Kyle, man, and I'll tell you what. UC has been exceptional. Uh, the Chicago game, he had an 895 save percentage. On the second half of a back-to-back when three-quarters of the team in, or at least a quarter of the team in front of him is not his regular players. Uh, against Colorado, he had a 923. And then the game before that, in the New York Rangers, he had a one, as in perfect, as in yep. shutout. Yes, sir. Last, He's won his last five starts, probably even more than that in a row. Uh, the kid is outstanding. He is just – he never looks upset. He never looks shook. Uh, I was watching the, the Chicago game the other night, and uh, every time they scored, he turns around, he'll take a drink of water, and he'll, he'll see him blink two or three times, and then he turns back around. No facial expression change, no nothing like that. He stays even keeled and just it's business. It's all business to UC Soros. Yep. And I so, don't know what else you could ask out of a goaltender. He learned so, from uh, the best. That's the my, same uh, <laughs> mannerisms so that my, Pekka had. So so our so our top uh analytics, one of the top ones that we follow is of course Jay Fresh Hockey. He just recently, on December 18th, released his top starting goalie saved above expected per 60 minutes. And UC Soros is now all the way up to 10th in his rankings, uh, which he was way, way far back for a while. So he is charging up that list. So he's, I mean, Igor Shesterkin. I got that one right, Rich. You did it. Awesome. It's a Christmas miracle. Finally, I pronounced this poor uh, guy's name right. Igor Shesterkin is number one in the league. You got Jonathan Quick, number two. Jack Campbell, who you brought up, Rich, earlier, is yep. number three. Frederick Anderson, Vasilevsky, you know, Mark Strom, who's been outstanding for the Flames. Carter Hart, talk about Carter Hart making a huge uh, bounce back season for him. But uh, yeah, Soros is right up there with all the good ones. Yep. He's in that positive territory where he should be. And, and Kyle, that was one of my Christmas wish lists for the Preds was that UC Soros finally gets the Vesna Trophy nomination. He doesn't even have to win it necessarily, but give this mm-hmm. man at least the nomination. That's mm-hmm. on my wish list yep. for him. And I feel like he can easily do it this season. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw it the other day. I shared a, a little graphic I made of about Soros. Um, that top 10 list of goalies hmm. about, and I did it by height. Oh, um, yeah, there's nobody. Shesterkin is, I want to say six, one, and he's the closest. Yep. 
pretty yes, much yeah, I remember it. Pretty much everybody else is six three plus. Um so you you've got UC hanging in here and goal saved above expected with guys that are that much bigger than him. The other guys are gonna get accidental saves. They're gonna have stuff that hits them in the shoulder that they didn't they never saw that they're gonna oh Oh crap! That hit me. Thank God it hit me in the shoulder. Right. Um, Very good point. UC doesn't have that advantage, so the fact that he's even in this discussion is just shows you the level of his technique and his just fundamental skill as a goalie. Yep. Or if you're like Andre Vasilevsky and you wear oversized pads. He is the That's most ridiculous-looking human in a set of goalie pads that I think. Is I've that not ever ridiculous? Seen. That picture, that picture of him when he's shaking hands with Carey Price, he is twice as big as Carey Price, and it's because of those. Well, pads. it's also it's it was also it was also really comical the photoshops that came after that yes. where they made him look completely ginormous. Oh God, <laughs> I mean, it was just like those were yeah, good. Those were yeah. hilarious. But yeah, he is it's just what and Pecorine was to that same degree was a large human. So oh, yeah. what, that was huge. Not to take anything away from him. But yeah, you, what UC Soros does based on his size is just I me, mean, it's just amazing what he what he yeah. pulls off compared to his size. So uh that's a really good one. Protect the house. That's perfect. I house. mean, that is like perfect tie together. Chef's kiss for that one. That's amazing. Little so guy Kyle, guarding the house. Kyle, uh, we got to ask you, add one more to our Preds wish list here. What's your number one thing that you, besides the Stanley Cup? We, we already took that one off the table because that one's obvious. Uh, yep. What's something that you're wishing for that you're like, it's realistic. It could probably ha- – it could maybe happen. That you're like, this is what I need. This is what I am hoping for that the Preds can give us uh, before the end of this season. I'd like to make the playoffs and not be in a wild card spot. Oh, that's a good one. That is a very good one. I won't even I won't even go as far as making the second that's round. I would just like to not get in a get in by the skin of our teeth like we have the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to say, "Hey, yeah, like you don't want to. We one of the. You don't want to see them. You don't want to see them back in. You don't want to see them back into the playoffs. You want to see them fully take charge, get in there, maybe even host a playoff series, like be the yeah. home, yeah, home ice advantage awesome. type of deal. Yeah, that would be awesome. Not have to, not have to scoreboard watch for all the other teams to see if you get in. Now that would be nice. Which yeah. I feel like that's going to happen yeah, anyway yeah. because the central. To, that might happen anyway because the central division is such a cluster. I mean, it's such a, I mean, it's tight. You see I mean, it. Really you see tight. it every night. In the, you see it every night in the scoreboard. I mean, even even when teams lose, they're still getting a point in overtime. It's going to mm-hmm. be you know slots three through six are probably going to be jam packed going into the last week or two. But yeah, it would it would totally be awesome to see the Preds maybe wrap that up before the last few games, avoid the wild card. Hope playoff series would be amazing. Uh, and maybe even draw a first-round opponent that we can feel confident in, that we can beat. Because, I mean, even though the Preds took it to six games last year, none of us thought that the Preds had to knock out the Hurricanes in that, in that first mm-hmm. round. So, no, it'd be cool. 
No, it was awesome though. It's good series. I, hey, they took it to six games. They they gave it everything yeah. they could. And they and they wore out the Hurricanes, and they didn't make it past the second round. So, yeah, the Canes kind of fizzled out after that. Yeah. Oh man, they the did. memories of that we, series. We, we, we took their mojo. I yeah. like to think that we took their mojo in that series, yeah. and they couldn't go for it after that. So just remember all the all right, social media so, <laughs> from that series. This is our this is our last episode before the Christmas break. We appreciate everyone. Hopefully, we will get Pratt hockey back after Christmas. We're still it's a very fluid situation yeah. going with the NHL and the COVID protocols. We will keep you updated, but we will still be back for you after Christmas. For today's episode. So a week from today, we will be back with a brand new episode. But we are taking the rest of the week off along with the NHL. So everyone, a really good holiday season and Christmas yep. with your families. We can't thank you enough for the port and for the podcast. We hope good. everyone has a great Christmas. Thank you so much. This has been Catfish and Ice episode 90 with Chad, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. Everyone stay safe. Have a great Week and Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.